Coming to you live from the studios of KZSU at Stanford University, this is What Would Your Mother Say? Hi, I'm Susan Morris. Welcome to the show. Our panel today includes another mother, Sadie. Hello. It's good to have you here, along with students Adam, Jackie, and Matt Larson. Hello. Hi, everyone. We've got a good show planned. Today, we're looking at cheating, why men and women fool around on each other. Cheating has been going on what, since uh, the beginning of time? Yeah, maybe. Scientists say men have a built-in desire to spread their seed to as many mates as possible. And for women? Well, these same scientists say women instinctively search for the best male to match up with. The conclusion seems obvious, right? Cheating is what our species does to survive and multiply. Well, it just seems like an excuse to me to mess around with your neighbor. But hey, the excuse is working. If you believe the data, cheating in relationships has become practically a national pastime. Our guest today is Chelsea Kaplan, a a columnist for Match.com. She interviewed numerous men and women to find out why they had cheated, and the reasons or excuses are quite imaginative. Chelsea is on the phone with us now. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Well, it's good to have you on What Would Your Mother Say? How many men and women did you interview for your two columns? Well, what happens um, when I write stories like this for Match.com is I put out a query. I send an email to every single person I know and tell them to forward it to others and ask them, you know, have you ever had an experience cheating? And if so, tell me about it. Well, whenever I put out a query like this, I usually get, you know, 100 or so responses. Well, for this one, I got at least 500. It was just an overwhelming response, which really speaks to... The subject matter, clearly a lot of people have experience in this department. I was thinking that you might have some people hesitant to tell you, but it seems like they were rushing to the judgment. I mean, yes, 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 I cheated. Were you well, surprised? That's a way to clear their conscience. I'm just not sure. <laughs> well, each article is divided up by the men confessing and the women confessing in the second article. What was the most outrageous excuse of the men, did you think? Well, you know, interestingly enough, I found most people's responses to be fairly typical or textbook, as one would say. A lot of the answers were very same from the men as they were from the women. A lot of things like for payback or because the physical attraction wasn't there, uh, because people were separated, you know, different coasts, um, because they'd already moved on and they didn't know how to end things. Um, So, in all honesty, I didn't get a lot of outrageous responses. They were all pretty typical. But did you conclude why people cheated when someone else was clearly going to be hurt? Well, that's kind of, you know, the $64,000 question. Why do people cheat when they know, A, that it's wrong, and B, that it's going to end up hurting someone? Um, You know, really, for the most part, I think the reason why people said that they did is, is because, you know... It, it was just kind of there, you know, and, and whether right or wrong, everybody was pretty much able to justify it. While people felt a little bit badly about it, at the end of the day, they still were able to share their stories. So clearly they weren't too embarrassed, you know. Yes, right, exactly. None of the um, the examples that I read indicated that anyone seemed too, too sorry about it. it. was like, well, I did it. We have some questions from our panel. Jackie? Yes, hi there. I'm one of the students on the panel. And I was just wondering, after reading 600 people replying back to you about the different ways that they cheated, you must have some sort of judgment on the issue. What, what do you think of it, the fact that so many people do it? Because you've read all of these different ways that they do it, just a general sort of baseline interpretation I'm wondering about. 
Well, Jackie, I think that's a good question. And, and I have to say, in all honesty, whenever I write articles about dating topics, I really try as best as I can to not be judgmental and to, and to just report the facts. That's sort of the challenge of all journalists. Um, at the same time, um, I was reflecting as I wrote this story on sort of my own experience with the topic. And aside from a little, um, you know, straying in the ninth grade, I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember having done that. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not sure. But I think, um, you know, it's easy to, to make judgments on other people's relationships when you're not involved in them. But as an outsider, you really don't know the inner workings of a relationship. Now, that's not to say that I can condone that kind of behavior because I do think it's, you know, clearly something that's hurtful. And, um, you know, you could even go so far as to say immoral. But, you know, you never know what's going on in someone else's relationship. So, so who, who are we to judge, you know? Uh, Chelsea, this is Adam, another student on the panel. Uh, this, this is my question. I, I dated a girl for a really long time, and her sister, who was significantly older than her, actually ended up cheating on her boyfriend at the time. This is, I know, this is, you know, like a family tree here. But I'm following, yeah, I'm following. Yeah, yeah. And, and she ended up sort of like falling completely for this guy that she cheated with. <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend's sister, and then now they're happily married. This was like six years ago. And so, uh, you know, before I was always like really, really, I always like, condemned cheating. I was like, ah, it's just blatantly immoral. Like, don't do that. But, I mean, she found like her, I mean, she claims soulmate, you know, I mean, whatever you want to say, like via that practice. I'm just curious if you kind of, I'm, I'm sure you ran into an incident like that. I mean, I even read some of them right here in the testimonials or whatever, but I'm just curious, like, what your thoughts are on that now, having that's, done all this research? That's a great question, Adam. I really and truly, it's funny that you bring that up, because yes, I did come across a lot of people who began um, their relationships, and ones that lasted, perhaps even ended in marriage, um, you know, through cheating. In fact, my very best friend, who I've known since the eighth grade, is married to a great guy who uh, she hooked up with while she was dating another guy. So it does happen. How I feel about that? Look, in a perfect world, I don't think that's a great foundation for a relationship. I mean, I think we could all pretty much right. agree on that, right? It's not a terrific way to start things out with, you know, a deceitful kind of behavior. However, for a lot of people, it works. And again, sort of going back to what I said earlier, who are we to say what works for somebody else? Right. I don't think I would want to do it, but hey, perhaps for someone else, it's okay. Yeah. Hi, Chelsea. This is Matt, the, the final student on the panel. Um, I guess I have a question about, you know, I think it's it's fine to, to move on and try and find a different partner and to, to kind of get fed up with what you're with, but, I mean, is, is the problem just the kind of the time frame of, of doing it while you're in a relationship? I mean, I guess it, I feel like it's, it's certainly okay to do it, you know, to maybe tell your partner you're having doubts and then take a break, but, you know, did, did anyone have that kind of response in your, in your survey? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I did get a lot of responses from people who, who said that they cheated in a way because they kind of chickened out, because they didn't feel like they could take that communication step or felt comfortable saying, hey, I, I, you know, this isn't working. I, I think that's a skill, a communication skill, that takes a lot of maturity often. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that um, ideally you make the kind of cheating mistakes when you're younger, maybe in high school or even in college, in a time when, you know, this is not to say that it's, that it's ever good, but it's much better to do it in that type of situation, let's say, and to learn how hurtful it can be for the other person, how guilty it can make you feel, and just how overall kind of dismal the behavior is, 
as opposed to when you're married, let's say, and when the stakes are much higher, if you have children, et cetera, when, when the damage is far more irreparable than it is if you're, you know, with a casual boyfriend or something like that. But the people you're sampling are mostly the younger crowd, right? And you're, and you're, exactly. I mean, yeah. this, this, this article, which appeared on, on Match.com and, and also ran on MSN.com, is targeted at singles. So we are talking at, at, with single people. And, and at the same time, though, over 50% of Match.com's um, members are... Uh, 50 and over. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I, I think cheating is a behavior that isn't exclusive to younger people, but, um, you know, I think it's something that perhaps happens often when you're younger because you're, first, you're getting your first experiences with dating and, and you're learning why cheating, you know, the ramifications of it, why it can be bad and why it can be hurtful. Hopefully you won't make those mistakes when you're older and you quote-unquote know better, but, but plenty of people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so... so- I asked you the really nice question in the beginning. Um, okay. Now I have sort of a morally questionable question. Okay. All right. So you've read 600 of these things. We've talked about how cheating can be really bad and how sometimes it can be really good. Can you tell me a way to cheat where I'm less likely to get caught than if I'm <laughs> more likely to get caught? All right. So you're asking me for how to cheat effectively, essentially? <laughs> Theoretically. Chelsea, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um Wow. Uh, you know, I got to say, Jackie, wow, you really gave me a tough one there. I think, honestly, um, you know, look, th- there's a very popular episode of Friends where Ross and Rachel break up, and they, they, or they're not actually, they say they're on a break, quote-unquote, all right? And Ross ends up hooking up with some woman, and Rachel finds out she gets really mad. And Ross says, but we were on a break. <laughs> now, so there's a little gray area there. And Rachel says, no, we were still together. We were just on a break. So if you are feeling as though you're in a relationship and you are not yet ready to break up, perhaps suggest taking a break. Now, I should seize the gray area is what you're saying. <laughs> look, again, this is not to condone cheating, but if you're not yet ready to take that step and break up, perhaps suggest a break from your boyfriend or girlfriend. Now, he or she, if there was, should say, well, what does this involve regarding seeing other people? And then, you know, you should clearly define the terms. But mm-hmm. that sort of leaves that. Sorry, Jackie. <laughs> hey, look. But, you know, um, I really think that, um, you know, if you feel like you need to do that, you're not quite ready to break up, maybe that will leave the door open while still maintaining a shred of honesty but at the same time allowing you to do your thing. Chelsea, I have to ask, why'd you cheat in the ninth grade? <laughs> Can I tell you? I'll tell you exactly why. I was dating a guy named Nate Newman, and I always had a crush on this guy named John Hocutt. John came over to my house to watch a movie, and mm-hmm. the lights were off, and we smooched, and that's, that's the end of the story. Wait, where they, were your parents? They were downstairs. Do you believe they let me stay upstairs watching a movie with a guy in the ninth grade? But they Especially a, a looker like that guy. No kidding. <laughs> well, and, and the moral of the story, and Jackie, honey, I want you to pay attention to this. Oh. Nate found out, never spoke to me again. He was very oh. upset. There was lots of crying, and I learned a very good lesson in the ninth grade. Thank God I learned it in the ninth grade, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, Chelsea, I was surprised by the amount of people in your stories who said that they cheated and, and the, the, the partner never found out. They, yeah. they said, you know, four years have gone by, I never told them, they never found out. I mean, was that common? You know, it's interesting. I did find a lot of people who did not report their behavior to their partner. Some of them just let it slide, some of them broke up, some of them stayed together, but 
I think that that brings up a really interesting point about the behavior in that what do you think about, you know, should you tell the person? A lot of times people said, hey, I cheated, I got it out of my system, I never thought about it again, it's what I needed, I'm still with my girlfriend or boyfriend and everything's okay. Do you tell? What do you guys think? Are especially, you morally obligated? Sure, especially if you're going to break up. I guess I'm curious what you think about that. I mean, if, if you're going to break up anyway, should you tell the person up. or not? Yeah. What do you What do you think? I mean, I personally never. think... Why? You why? don't think you should tell them? I think you should never tell. Wow. See, I think, I think mm-hmm. in a lot of situations, <laughs> you know, I think in a lot of situations, if you're breaking up with somebody... And they have no, no clue why. If, if, if you cheated and you don't tell them why, you're kind of putting the burden on them. You're saying, I'm breaking up with you. And they, they, they wonder, well, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something? When really, it's something that you did, right? You, you, were, mm-hmm. you well, kind you of s- broke the trust and you, you've changed the nature of the relationship. It's no longer their problem, right? Well, you can say that I've, I'm moving in a different direction. <laughs> I am um, gray. I need like to find myself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think you should tell. Chelsea I, and Susan, what I do you agree. think about the whole... <laughs> idea of not telling because it's it, as 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 Matt put it you know it's it's something that I did and you know all sort of like by 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 revealing it I'm sort of pushing it on them and I'm I'm take I'm sort of removing my own guilt from the situation as opposed to you know sort of keeping it holding on to the guilt feeling terrible about it knowing I have the skeleton Go in my see closet a sort of <laughs> well you, you know, I'm just curious with you know 600 testimonials whether that see more gray Jackie I'm right here right next to you fighting the good fight or bad fight as it would be. I'm just curious what your thoughts on that potential moral remedy would be. Well, I mean, you know, again, I think once you've cheated, you're not going to be very successful in clearing your conscience unless you erase the behavior, which is, of course, impossible. In telling the other person, I think in a lot of cases, that can just serve to hurt them even more. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but if you're going to break up with that person, it's pretty. They're going to be pretty yeah, hurt too, right? Yeah, yeah. Matt. Matt, there's like a rub and salt in the wound. Yeah, you know? right. Right. You don't need to know. I mean, I think I disagree on this one. <laughs> Explain yourself. Tell me why. Why do you disagree? Cause, be- you know, because this person is sitting there wondering why you're breaking up with them, and you know what's going. On. And maybe it's just because now the relationship has gone to a different place. They've well, just say that it's know? gone. It's going in a different direction. But I think it, it makes them kind of wonder if they did something that they could have changed. When really it's that you were into somebody else. I mean, maybe you could say all these things, but Matt seems to be hinting at a concept here, something <laughs> called honesty. No, no. I, well, I don't Weird. think it's honesty. I think it's. I, I think you should put yourself in the other position of how you'd feel if the. the it's you, always better to have more data in my in my. <laughs> my Susan, you bring a great okay, well, point. Okay, well, how about this? What if you? I mean, it's funny because there's an inherent sense of hypocrisy in the fact that okay, I'm going to be dishonest, but now I'm going to be honest with you. That's true. But at the same time. Would you maybe do that because you know it would get back to that person after the fact, and maybe you'd rather he or she be the one to hear it from you as opposed to from you know the grapevine? That's always a concern, I think. But that's not—I don't yeah. think that's a primary reason for it. But, well, that's an interesting yeah. thought that if you like don't a, tell the person, that right. it might come out. But I—I right. I don't know. We've talked about this on on other shows, and it, it just what's the point of telling someone? I, I just. And in some ways, it can empower the other person. They can say, well, you know, I I don't want to be with that person anyway because they cheated on me, right? I mean, if you just say, you know, oh, I think things have changed. I want to move on. And they're kind of, well, maybe I could have done something better. And when you tell them that you cheated, they're done, right? Presumably. I don't know. Unless you set a trap where they cheat too (laughs) through your guidance and then you tell them. So then it's like you're even. I like the way you think. Yeah, yeah, we've got some sharp figures here. Well, Chelsea, we've run out of time, but thanks so much for coming on the show. 
so much fun. Jackie, don't do it, sister, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It was fun, guys. Oh, Take good. Care. Thank you. Chelsea Kaplan, com- com- columnist for About.com. For copies of her articles on cheating, email us at whatwouldyourmothersay.net. Now we're going to take a short break. Coming up, the panel members are going to give their take on cheating and compare notes and opinions. We'll be opening up the lines to hear what you have to say. We'll be taking your calls at 650-723-9010. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Susan Morris. If you're just tuning in, with me in the studio is Sadie, another mother. Hi. Hi. And Stanford students, Matt, Jackie, and Adam. How's it going, Susan? Hi there. Good. Our topic is a cheating heart. Do you have one or does your loved one have one? Give us a call. Tell us your story. Now I'm going to ask the panel around here, um, and I want you and Sadie, you and I will be the uh, representatives of what? <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah, the don't moral either. majority. No, the moral majority or minority. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who wants to take this? Have you or anyone close to you ever really cheated on anyone? I could I could do this. It's a sort of a funny story. I cheated once on my boyfriend in college. And as it turned out it was worthless because the guy that I cheated with was like really like not very good. And my boyfriend <laughs> was much better, so it was sort of like, all right, well that little experiment told me that, you know, I like my boyfriend better. Well, then my boyfriend started seeing this other girl and finally like broke up with me and went off with her. So he was cheating on me too. Um in a much more larger larger fashion but um so he like came back a couple years later and wanted to get back together with me and one of the things that he mentioned was that one of his friends had told him that i had cheated on him and that he knew i would never do such a thing so he beat the guy up (gasps) (laughs) and so i felt a little bad about that (laughs) but you know on the whole i'd like cheated once and he cheated Sadie, I'm so glad what you I'm glad what you learned from that was that <laughs> sex with your boyfriend was better than sex with the person you cheated <laughs> yeah, on, and not that cheating was wrong. I like that you figured that yeah, out. Right. We're getting to the core of things well, here. That's what that's the <laughs> point. You know, it's like how does my boyfriend compare to the sure. other guys out there? And sure. he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good. I can see moral lessons. Yeah, that. right. <laughs> oh. the, the thing about that, though, is you talking about sleeping with this other guy is that I think for our generation, cheating, I mean, I think it's sort of a grayer area. Ever since, you know, Bill Clinton redefined sex for us, <laughs> I don't I don't really view some things as cheating where my mom definitely does. Mm-hmm. And so, you Are know, you saying what I think you're saying? What do you think I'm saying? <laughs> it's some form no of, cigars, of, of hooking up is is not cheating. Well, I, I just I, all I'm saying because I sound like a, a, a terrible person from the previous interview that we just it, did. No. All I'm saying is that some people I know have a system of groundwork where, for example, if both of them are involved at the same time with that person, it doesn't count as them cheating. Or if they only cancel go, each other out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or if they only go a certain base, then it doesn't count as cheating. Light petting mm-hmm. is fun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What about the, uh, the kind of the reverse with the emotional cheating? Not doing anything mm-hmm. physical, but, you know, spending all your time and energy and, and talking on the phone. You're and- a dead man. <laughs> I mean, I is that worse, dude? worse for, for women in a lot of ways because we're so emotionally invested in romantic stuff. It's like, you know, you could go and sleep with somebody, and if you don't care about that person, it doesn't matter so much. But if you're, like, really, really close friends with another woman, it makes... I think, yeah. I think with guys always... 
why we're nervous a lot of times with the emotional bit is that we think it's going to like to something. it's going to like fall over into the 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 physical bit. So it's very I, I completely agree with what you're saying. So the the emotional cheating for females on the whole a lot of times I think is the big that's what you're cheating on. You're like cheating on the idea of us or something mm. like that. Whereas with the guys, it's I mean you can spend 99 percent of your time, but just watch those hands. You know, like <laughs> watch yourself. <laughs> okay, well, what do you think about the difference between emotional cheating and physical cheating? I mean, we've just sort of been touching on that, but uh, do you think being really, Matt, you've brought this up, do you think that when you are spending a lot of time, not just working together, but, you know, coffee and dinner and whatnot um, with somebody else? You know, it's something I've only experienced when I was in a long-distance relationship, and, you know, so I was dating somebody in, in D.C., and I was here in California, and uh, kind of through the wire, I heard that, that my girlfriend at the time was just hanging out with another guy, and they were getting dinner together, doing exactly and even holding hands. And, and so I, I kind of felt betrayed on that, and I thought that was considered cheating. But then when it really came down to it, I couldn't really say anything like, what you've been doing here is wrong, and you know, but... You in the hurt. end, it was something that, that I felt like had broken my trust a little bit. Wait a minute, Matt. Didn't, didn't you say last radio show that you were in a long-distance this was, relationship? This was the previous long-distance relationship. <laughs> oh, okay. You like, you like, I, I, like, I like dating him far away. Yeah. <laughs> I like keeping him at more than arm's length. What's going to happen when you get close? That's going to be when you are living in the same town. That could get interesting. Sure, sure. It changes the dynamic a lot. I yeah. mean, I think... Uh, in my previous conversation, I think we talked about a long-distance relationship I had that was actually open, and then uh, recently we have we have now closed that that chapter. On Facebook, have you closed it? Uh, we have on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes it yeah. official. That's guy. official. Yeah. So it is official, and said, that was a big deal too. You, mean you, know? you said you're single now. No, no, I'm sorry. Closed it as in now it's uh, an exclusive relationship. Oh, 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 that's not as interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I'm, good. That's good. I, I have like a completely different angle to to consider um and i'm this is sadie i'm the mother and i'm probably a bad mother for saying this but i kind of feel like monogamy and marriage are a largely legal construct that has historically been intended to make sure that the child of the male is the one that inherits the property so it's like i mean maybe this whole business of being you know partners and for life and is not necessary for everyone for maybe. everyone well right. i was so going to ask if if people the at the table that everybody has to be in forever i know couples does everyone yeah. agree that monogamy <laughs> is realistic or do you think it's unrealistic over um you know not non-marital relationship and then in the marital one that can go on for you know i don't think it should be the norm I don't think it should be the norm. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean the, the marriage bit, just because I know that I think that there's a lot of pressure put on people, like, completely wantonly to just, like, have found, oh, it's college, oh, oh crap, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't find anyone, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, where are, we, where, are the, where are the girls, where are the girls, where, you know, you're just panicking or whatever. I just think, and a lot of people get into, you know, rush into stuff because they're like, okay, I'm 31, this is it. This is all I got. This is as hot as I'm ever going to be. It's all downhill from now. You know, I mean, that, you know, or something like that. They get into like this, this, this mentality. I mean, guys and girls. And they just mean? like rush off to. Right. right. But let, yeah. what does it mean for people to not marry and not to be monogamous? I mean, let's look at it 
from from that point of view. I can tell you what my mother says it means. We just had a really uncomfortable car ride from Fresno to <laughs> Stanford. No, you know, doors locked, nowhere to get off. Where we talked about many things, and one of them was her idea how she'd only been with my father for the last thirty years, and how the the um, importance of that monogamous relationship and the deep levels of intimacy that she has felt throughout this long, long period of time <laughs> completely unrivaled any fleeting pleasure. And she emphasized the word pleasure. It was so gross. Any fleeting pleasure she might have gotten from the hookup. I had a very similar experience with my mother. We were in a car. My dad was This driving. is Sadie, the mother, I, talking? Yeah, is, yeah, so I'm talking with... This is the, the grandmother, sort of. Is, uh, is this recent? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. This was a long time ago. Okay. This was when I guess I was a teenager. And my mother, I forget what the conversation was about, but I remember this instant very clearly because my mother said that sex outside of marriage was the same essentially unpaid prostitution and part of the reason why i remember this so much is that my dad almost lost control of the vehicle (laughs) he did his little john impersonation what (laughs) and i've always yeah felt that that was kind of a what sort of thing too it's like well, how do you guys feel about marriage? Do you feel that you see it as a trap and something that that women, fought, you know, uh, force on men to so they have a father, a legal father to their children or to the guy's child? You're in a long distance relationship, dude. You are more qualified to talk about it than I am. Like. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I think I've always had a view that that there's no re- no need to formalize it, no need to like have the certificate. I mean, you you kind of there's no you can just have trust and kind of move forward and you know that's kind of always been my approach what is i guess the certificate doesn't mean anything to me well well, i'll tell you a story about a a a woman in pittsburgh who told me this story she was dating someone and her best friend was dating someone and and sally did and the guy moved in but they didn't get married and her friend got married and you know they moved in and got a house and everything and they both separated from these guys at the same time my friend didn't have anything and her her friend had um a house or half a house (laughs) so there was there was that now maybe times have changed but you know sally looked at me and said i'm not doing that again (laughs) the next time i'm getting the next time i sort of wonder if the old-fashioned view of marriage isn't more like prostitution than sex outside of marriage is like unpaid prostitution how long were you married Two years, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. That was long enough. But it's so, like you know, I mean, it's you're basically there to get the property and the you know well, and the air. We yeah. talked about that earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Susan, I don't want to take the conversation backwards at all, but I'm very interested <laughs> in hearing right advance <laughs> the conversation. I'm very interested to hear from Jackie about these loopholes that you suggested before <laughs> marriage in, in in terms of marriage, in terms of relationships, in terms of you know, anything. So you mentioned that if, say, we're together and you cheat and I cheat simultaneously, that it sort of cancels each other out. Oh, no, I'm no. interested. That was a joke. Adam. Oh, no. That was well. a joke. <laughs> Continue, Adam. Oh. No, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a oh. joke. It oh, wasn't, okay. say? See, I knew. <laughs> I smelled it. All right. <laughs> okay. Are there any other loopholes aside from that that you know of would like to share with the group <laughs> um well i know actually i have a i have a, a fr- group of friends who are together and they actually have a very nicely constructed list of loopholes that they recently um they checked one of them off the list 
So, <laughs> they only have to do it once. <laughs> they only get all of it. Okay. There I like are it. some so. things on this list. Um, well, these people, they were all in New York for spring break, and um, they were sharing the same bed. One of the friends slept over, and one thing led to another. It ended up being all three of them hooking up with each other. And afterwards, that was just a complete disaster, and they were really angry at each other about it. So they checked that one off the list. It's not okay anymore if we're both Crossed there at the, the same list. time. No. Yeah, we can't do that one anymore. Um, oh, but yeah, man. If- what problems did it cause? <laughs> <laughs> Why would that cause any trouble? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I someone don't know got if it's jealous. Some jealousy, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you can screen yourself. Come on, you can edit yourself. Um, Did people get jealous? Well, no. It was a gay couple, and um, <laughs> and the one was sort of the um, metaphorical bottom of the couple, and one was the metaphorical top of the couple, and. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> don't see how that would have broken it up, but that's. And enough. I don't really see why it's metaphorical, but <laughs> yeah, right? It's <laughs> metaphorical. Sounds that I can <laughs> say it, but that, that didn't sound very metaphorical to me. But so, um, yeah. I okay. I yeah. gosh. Sorry, um, so there's nobody at this table who's going to defend marriage. You know, I've, I and I've got to say, I've heard a lot of stories about people being together. You know, I know, I know someone who was, you know, together for about 11 years before they got married. No rush to get married. They were just kind of, you know, playing it by ear. They were living together. And then uh, they got married at the 11th year and were married for one year and then are now separated. You know, and, I, and I've heard many stories like that. You have years and years of dating, the marriage comes, and, and then you're done. Yeah, it just yeah. wrecks everything. And I, yeah. I Which I have no experience with. I mean, yeah. maybe you can speak to what changes when you get married. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use my my ex marriage as any sort of sign of anything whatsoever. But you know, I actually think that snakes have the right idea. What do they, they do? What they do is there is a female snake, and then all those male snakes come from mile around, and they form a great big mating ball, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go off again. <laughs> Sounds so <good>. contemporary dating. <laughs> really, you're in favor yeah. of the contemporary Speed dating. Well, they say that people that live together tend to get divorced more easily or more frequently than people who never live together and then get married. So really? I don't know. Hmm. Well, we're going to take a, a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about getting even. And what's the best way to do it? Coming to you live from the studios of KZSU at Stanford University, you're listening to What Would Your Mother Say? Hi, I'm Susan Morris. Welcome to the show. With me at the table is another mother, Sadie. Hello. Hi. And Stanford students, Adam. Hello. <laughs> Matt and Jackie. Hello. I just pointed to the wrong guy. Uh, mm. Our topic is getting even. If you have a story or would like to join the conversation or just make a comment, the lines are open. Give us a call at 650-723-9010. You can email us at what would your mother say at kzsu.stanford.edu. Or you can go to our website, whatwouldyourmothersay.net. Susan, that was that's the best way to get even right there. Call the wrong guy by the wrong name yeah. at the wrong time. That's it. That's it. That was the perfect way to segue into this. You know, that that is... <laughs> I read about that happening. I mean, that would be really a quick way to end something. My, my friend did <laughs> yeah. that. Ooh. Really, it's not Ooh. a not a not a good not idea. Good. Yeah. Okay, well, who at the table can tell us about planning a revenge and what it was about? I mean, why did you want to get revenge against someone? Anyone got an I've interesting? I've always figured that karma was. You know, they're going to have to live with whatever they did. And I get to live with the fact that I was the morally superior party. <laughs> well, believe it or not, Francis Bacon, when did Francis Bacon live? Many, 
1770. Uh, earlier than that, I think. He I said, by taking revenge, a man is even with his enemy, but in passing over it, he is superior. There you go. Yeah, yeah but I know that's all great. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about when something happened to you and you did not want, you couldn't let it pass for whatever reason. I'm going to give a test to everybody and say, what would you do if someone did this? But has anyone ever been so angry and hurt? Yes, Jackie. Jackie. Um, I'm just, I sound awful on this show, but so this is a tale of terrible woe and sadness. One of my very dear friends um, had been hooking up with this guy for a very long time and didn't tell me about it. And I was just so angry about the situation. Like, I sort of liked him, but more so I felt foolish because, like, you know, we kind of had a thing, and it was just it was just terrible. So I was so angry about this, like, double-crossing that I perceived he had done to us that I knew the moment I saw him, I would want to just, like, punch him. So instead of punching him... <laughs> she's actually punching right now. She's yeah, like, right? I know she's got her fist balled up. And, Ooh. <laughs> so what did you do? So instead of punching him, because I was like, no, 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 that's so juvenile, and, like, the gender roles, I wouldn't want to be punched so instead the the next week after i found out i carried around a full water bottle on me because if i ran into him i didn't want to punch him so instead i would just throw a water bottle of water at him did you see it and explode yeah of course i saw him and of course i like reached into my backpack and got out the bottle and unscrewed the cap and got ready and then i just felt like such a child Mm -hmm. that he saw me he's like what's up jackie and i was just took a little sip out of my water bottle <laughs> and kind of went, oh, nothing good to see you. Well, mm. it's, it's an interesting... Su- yes. Susan, I've had revenge taken on me. Oh, okay. What happened? Why? <laughs> yeah, Why? what did you do? Yeah, That's right. the- that is not an... Ex- oh. That is oh. extraneous to the story. Well, like actually, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was uh, in college uh, mildly... Um, in, I was trying to put infidelity into like an adjective, but it didn't really work out in my head. Infidelious. Oh, yeah. Infidelious. Yeah. There you go. That's it. So I was mildly infidelious, and uh, yeah, she Stanford. took yeah. revenge by um, hooking up with two of my roommates at oh. the same time. No, no. In successive hours, though. In successive hours, oh though. My Excellent. And, and she was she was um, extraordinarily attractive. She was extraordinarily attractive, and I mean I didn't blame them at all. <laughs> I just was like, all right, I deserve that. I deserve that. They felt kind of bad about it, but they just kind of like, like well, so. Oh, Matt. Uh, you know, never, never anything too serious. You know, I think I've definitely felt a little bit threatened by like an ex-boyfriend or something like that, and I'll go. You know, hang out with somebody who I know might be might be interested. Just get some dinner or something, but never anything too bad. Everyone's looking at me now, staring. Is that a bad thing? No, 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 no that's right. not bad at all. You're but, so clean. but let's see if we can. I, I want to take it beyond. Then we get a hotel room. That was, that was <laughs> dinner in the hotel room. That's perfectly normal. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I, I tell me about an incident when someone did you wrong and it wasn't a sexual relationship or anything. It was just someone really made you so angry. And I, there are any numerous, any kind of examples that we could give where someone did something wrong to you. And what did you do? Can we still give relationship examples? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, has a boss ever done anything bad to you, Sadie? Yeah, or? but you know, I, I always consider the source you know, and it's like if somebody who's a jerk does something bad to you, it's sort of like, yeah, well, he's a jerk. So what? Boy, you know? boy, you're bigger I, than I am. <laughs> I'm larger in every respect. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, I have to admit that I did kind of get revenge on both my 
boyfriend in college and my ex-husband, both of them came back like a couple years later saying, you know, I really blew it by breaking up. And I, I just, you know, I really realized that you're like the totally the one. And I just wonder if we could get back together. And I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I remember a story. This is back from the college days. And uh, I was living in a house with about seven other guys. And uh, some of the guys were okay, but towards the end of the time, it was just awful. And these guys were, you know, like yelling at my girlfriend when she came over and just kind of like having parties up until like three at night, which, you know, were fine, except for every night of the week. And so uh, when it came time for me to move, I talked to my landlord and said, look, I'm moving out. I just wanted to let you know. And we had a pretty good relationship, him and I. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to let you know the guys who are there want to stay, but, you know, I, they've been smoking a lot of weed on the porch and... Uh, <laughs> drinking a lot out back and i think they've been doing some damage to the property i, just, I mean i think you should let them stay but i just wanted to let you know <laughs> you and, uh, <laughs> those guys were removed that is intense <laughs> did you feel My. badly I didn't right, feel bad not, at all. It was a house that had been. Clean. I, it was I a house that had been passed down to me from my brothers to brothers, and I didn't uh, want it to go to those guys. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want. I want to know around the table whose conscience j- just at the end of the day is clean. Like, has it all evened out? You know what I mean. In terms I, of cheating, in terms of you know, in relationships, is Jackie's your conscience clean? I feel like I'm. I'm owed some more. <laughs> so you're above. So yeah. you have some cheating to give. Yeah. Some coming your way. I see. I like go. it. I put a I put a curse on my neighbor. <laughs> did you wow. little voodoo doll? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. yeah, I did, and I I did, and I I did it deliberately. This is a a, a neighbor. Well, back curses east. tend to be pretty deliberate. Yeah, well, it, was, it was like, and and I I just fessed up to my husband, and he said, "You're kidding." <laughs> I said, "No, I am not kidding." Susan, what'd you what'd you no, curse I just, her with? Well, I that. I mean, you didn't just say curses, did you? I I hope something bad happens. To a frog, and (laughs) did something bad happen to her? She's just living her life, so that's bad. But but I um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But interestingly enough, we moved and she moved, so that was that was good. But I have to tell you, a friend of mine had had a problem with her neighbor, who one day came out with a gun. They were remodeling, and this wacko neighbor came out, and I said, oh, my God, what did you do? And she said, well, not much. He died the next week. (gasps) And I don't want to say that. That's what I'm telling you. I wish that my neighbor had died, but I was, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it was really bad. But listen, I'm going to go around the table and uh, and Uh-oh. ask what you would do if this happened to you. Uh, one of your friends tells everyone that your father made a pass at her. <laughs> I'd tell my dad, and he and I would have a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, Matt, a friend steals some money from you. Oh, probably just... Uh Maybe exact it through tiny little things, making them drive all the time, just kind of bits and pieces, you know. <laughs> Driving them crazy. Yeah. Well, no, no. Making them, like, you know, pick up the tab at the bar, things like that. Just kind of walk out on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jackie, um, your roommate throws up on your bedspread. You know what is ridiculous about that? Is that actually, oh, God, a terrible show for me. My sophomore year, I threw up in our room. I, was, I had the flu. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> we're on radio and she made me wash it and that was disgusting. I would just have them do that. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Oh, that's fair. Okay, uh, your best friend Adam steals your girlfriend. Best friend steals. That's 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 horrendous. That's horrendous in my what book. What would you do? I, I mean, 
I don't know. That's that's not best friend behavior, right there. I don't know oh, if I'd yeah. go. I don't know if I'd go to the to the Fist punching stage. I'm always a big fan of if you just kind of you know if they confess it or you find out that sort of thing. You just kind of like go up and kind of approach them and just look them really like seriously in the eye and just like walk away. Not like mm-hmm. I'm bigger than you sort of thing, but just like let it like yeah. sit with them I know what and just you walk did. away. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sort of like thing. Wow, you guys are yes. Well, I sort of agree with that. You've got to respond, but you're you're kind of like passive aggressive. I mean, sure. You, you yeah. just, <laughs> I guess a lot comes out about our personality. Mm. I mean, I'm wishing death on someone. <laughs> you know, you live a lot longer if you don't. Oh, I know. Get all stressed out about bad things that people do. I swear to God, consider the source is like the best yeah. advice I can give anybody. Well, look, what are the dangers of trying to get even? Well, it can backfire. You can you can get in trouble. Um, you can come off looking a lot worse than the other person, mm-hmm. and your karma probably bites. <laughs> it's like you know, it it just I don't I don't see much point in it. It's a lot of energy expended to do something negative. Now, did you have you always had that philosophy, or was something happened specifically that you said I've got? Well, I, I was a hippie as a young person, so that could have a lot to do with it. But no, I've just always found that it was you know, it made me feel better to just sort of adopt the moral high road and say, okay, if they want to be a jerk, fine, I'm I, I'm going to continue to live my life and be happy. Well, but I think the thing. Oh, sorry, Matt. You were no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, though, is that we're we're putting this huge judgment on getting even. I think getting even it's you know i think it's kind of fun i think that <laughs> and not only that but i think people sh- don't shouldn't take it so seriously it's like a it higher degree of on how you joke. get even yeah if you get even by really hurting somebody if they really hurt you and you really hurt them back then it's you're even in that you're both bad you know but if you get even on somebody with a practical joke or well, i'm all yeah. for that <laughs> i think it's good if you can if, if something comes up and it's like yeah, oh, I'm going to do that to this person, and you get it over with, and then you move on. Sometimes, if it's something that you do after a lot of pondering yeah. about it, and it makes you sick, carry it around yeah, with yeah, you. That, you know, that, it's, yeah, that, that is very, very bad. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about body art. You're listening to What Would Your Mother Say? I'm Susan Morris. Welcome to the show. You've, if you've just tuned in, here with me is Sadie, another mother, and Stanford students Jackie, Matt, and Adam. Before we look at our at body art, we're going to take a few emails that we have. Uh, one is from Becky, and she writes, My older sister is marrying a guy who, frankly, is dumb. My sister is really brilliant and beautiful, but she hasn't had a lot of luck with dating in the last couple of years. So I'm worried that she's just marrying this guy because she's afraid she won't find anyone else. I want her to know that I think she can do better, but I don't want to insult her if she's really committed to this guy. What should I do? Stay mom. Yeah. Just, Just shut keep up. your mouth. Yeah. Shutty shut. It's her business. Right anyway, also, maybe he's really hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the the premium on intelligence? As someone that goes to a school with lots of intelligent men, I think it's a bit overrated. Touche. I like being the smart person in the gracious. couple, you know? <laughs> Finally, someone said it. Yeah. There it is. So... I had a friend who was marrying someone. It was just written all over this guy that he was a problem, and and I didn't say anything. Sixteen, they got married, and sixteen years later, you know, it's all over. And she's wasted not sixteen years, but fifteen. But he was, you know, he's pretty good for sixteen years, yeah, right? Hey, really hey, yeah. No, he was not good for. <laughs> oh, okay. He was good for maybe five, <laughs> maybe. But but you just say there's no ever a time that you would say something. Well, maybe he's dumb as a rock, but loyal. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you well, can you can you can have a conversation 
with that, I mean, that's that's not something to bring up in the conversation, you know, in terms of like, you know, hey, your boyfriend's so dumb. You shouldn't be. I mean, that's not the way you can do things a little more delicately. How be can like, you do it? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you can bring up how, you know, maybe you're really looking for a guy that like, like, so whoever wrote the email, what's her name? I can't remember. Becky. Becky is um, the- you know, Becky could say, I'm really looking for a guy that's like, you know, really like intellectual. I really want to be like challenged and, you, you know, does I don't that, is that okay? to a dumb jerk. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> like to want that? Because I feel like a lot of the guys I, 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 I run with are kind of, you know, a little like, substandard in that department. Like, you know? like you think that's cool? Mm-hmm. No, and don't even say that and then see what she said. Oh, say. And see, if yeah. you said that to me, I would say, are you saying that my boyfriend's dumb? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the alternative is your boyfriend's dumb. So, I mean, we're always, you know. Well, you know, I mean, that's just like, I mean, again, I can't help you know? thinking that that's like one quality that this guy has. Okay, maybe he's dumb. Maybe he's like really great in other ways. Maybe he's well, a yeah. really nice guy. You don't yeah. find really nice guys all that often. Well, now this is really interesting <laughs> because you're looking at, she's marrying him. Okay, so you're looking at a guy who might have trouble keeping a job, getting a job that's of interest, making... How dumb is I it? know lots of dumb people that have very yeah. well-paying jobs. Uh, you know, I'll tell you something. <laughs> Construction worker, that yeah. is a good-paying job. That's a lot better than I did with all my education. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Well, now here's Adrian. She says, my roommate thinks I don't respond well to criticism, but I think my roommate is too critical. She always has something negative to say about what I'm wearing or who I'm hanging out with, the classes I'm taking, etc. How should I deal with her? Switch roommates? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to. It can be a mother. It can be a parent. It can be an older sibling who is just this way. Any any experience, life experience for dealing yeah, with it? Tell them that maybe you need to, uh, you know, have your own set of priorities and make your own determinations. And thank you very much for their input. But you know, you're you're happy with your choice and how you look and all this other kind of stuff, you know. And if she feels a need to go, you know, being critical all the time, she's probably there's probably some little ego issues that she's working out too. You know, and you should cut her off. You know, some of these... And get back at her. Yeah. Well, you know, this is sometimes more subtle. So someone could... It isn't until you've left the room that you realize that someone has just put you down for almost everything. And it's a question of how do you stop it at the pass. Or they could just be from New York. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Matt, you're nodding your head. I I mean, it... I think she just needs to say something once, and if it continues on, then you just ignore it or move, you know, move out or do something. I mean, yeah, she might just be too sensitive in this case or too, you know, concerned about everything. But if the person's just continually bothering her, then say something, and if it doesn't work, you move on. What do you say? You know, like kind of. I mean, I think you just say just that. It bothers me that you're always kind of listing these things, or maybe pick one instance. Like, you know, why did you have to bring this up about me being smelly? You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a guy thing because a girl thing would be. We're like, never smelly. No, we're never smelly, mm-hmm. but it might be more subtle. Like, um, I don't know. You know how catty girls can be, and yet a guy might be standing right there and not get it. I mean, oh, yeah, it's that's kinda, great. Yeah. So it's the secret it, language. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, let's talk about body. We get it. We just might not care. <laughs> there you go. Or you don't care to get into it with that. <laughs> okay. Well, now, who at the table has body art on them? Raise your hand. Oh, well, that, they're not going to see me raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, one person at the table. Sadie? Yeah. Why do you have body art on you? Because I like it. And it makes me look interesting. And this way, I don't have to wear a lot of jewelry because I'm already decorated. Yeah, I don't have to get up and put a necklace and bracelet and all that kind of stuff on because it's, you know. Well, now t- describe for the listeners what you have. Oh, I've got stuff all over my arms. I've got a sort of an 
Arabic bracelet with the hand of Fatima or Hamza, depending. I've got actually a, a replica of the oldest known tattoo, which is from a Scythian um, prince. Um, I've got a couple of arm pieces that are based on Venetian architecture. I've got a piece on my arm that is um, I can tell she like Mahendi. <laughs> um, wow. And I've got some stuff, actually, that I... I sort of took elements of some of the architecture at the Alhambra and made it into an ankle piece. And I've got a piece in Arabic on another ankle that says Al-Hab Wasalam Wasada, which means love, peace, and happiness. I've got a Chinese bat, good luck symbol. So, yeah, I'm sort of covered. I'm, so when did you I get your tattoos? I need African stuff. No, I, think <laughs> I only started a few years ago. Actually, really? my daughter got the first tattoo in the family. She got um, an armband with the Al-Hab Wasalam Wasada on it when she was 18 she got it for her 18th birthday she'd been sitting on that design mm-hmm. for a year until she was legal and then once she started doing it and i saw how much fun she was having getting it i'm like oh i got to do that too but it so hurts. now it's a concept yeah it, it hurts but 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 you say it was fun well you- there's something you know when you hear that needle start going and it's like oh yeah <laughs> any regrets with it nah no they told but it's me, only actually, been a couple of years, right? I, have, a, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping it was like a 10-year like, thing. Yeah, well, I, you <laughs> know, once I start wrinkling, it's going to be kind of funky looking. But <laughs> I have a bit on that actually goes down onto one of my hands that they, the tattoo parlor guys asked me, now, I want you to be extra, extra sure that you really want this because if you, you know, need another job. And I'm like, at the time, I thought my job was totally solid. You know, I already had a mortgage, so I didn't need to be, like, applying for <laughs> major loans. Then it turned out, you know, I, I did have to job hunt. But fortunately, I found a job without having to actually interview. Because some <laughs> people do get... But, you know, this is San Francisco. Yeah, and really, yeah. yeah, it's like I haven't... I have only ever gotten one negative comment on my tattoos, and that was in Turkey. And this guy just said, you know, I, I appreciate it's interesting art, but I don't, I don't really like it. And I'm like, well, you know, thanks for sharing, because I've gotten 50 compliments walking down the street, you Mm -hmm. know. So, yeah. You said that we're in San Francisco, but really, we're in Palo Alto. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, do you see a difference in Palo Alto versus the suburban capital? I probably, you know, if I went to Biloxi or Des Moines or something, I'd probably see a little difference. But I was surprised, actually, in Turkey, I was expecting, you know, because a lot of the women there are wearing the hijabs and, you know, they're... You know, and I thought, you know, because I'm wearing short sleeves and short, you know, well, knee length, yeah. biker pants sort of things. And I was wondering if the people were going to be like a little weird, mm-hmm. you know, and even in the country, which is much more conservative there, they were, everybody was, you know, really mm-hmm. excited and, and wanted to know what it all meant and all this kind of stuff. So well, I, it is very different now that you've pointed, <laughs> pointed it out. S- Sadie, one of the reasons I've shied away from tattoos is that I am physically frightened of tattoo artists. Really? Just, <laughs> just that whole demographic, just, I just stay away, you know? Yeah. Uh, did you find had some really a kinship with them? Well, I, you know, I, the guy that I usually go to is on Hate Street, and um, he's a, he's a, um, won a lot of an award. Is this oh. Lyle Tuttle? No. No. I've heard, I have heard of Lyle Tuttle, though. He was Janis Joplin's yeah. tattoo artist. He's, uh, he's quite famous. Yes, and he did a one lot of- 
but, hidden side. Uh, <laughs> yes, definitely a hidden. <laughs> but side. the first guy that ever that ever tattooed me had been to New Zealand and got half of a facial moco, mm-hmm. oh, and wow. that is actually the moco is not a tattoo. It's actually carved. It's chiseled into the skin of the face. So you looked at this guy and it was like, wow, he's it's serious. Hard. You know, oh, goodness, so it was very impressive. So, but you know, they've always every tattoo artist that I've ever run into has been so nice. Really. Right? gentle you know really empathetic with because most of them have enormous numbers of tattoos too so they know you how know. much it hurts have you have you ever considered uh, what you'll do if you do, if you don't want them anymore i mean can you take them off can you have them removed yeah you can have them removed but it is a very long very expensive and extremely painful More painful process. than the tattoo yeah. right it's it you have to go in and get zapped with a laser gun that actually burns it off like vaporizes the ink and it's really, really, really uh, painful. So but why is there no like anesthesia you know, stuff? My, like I don't understand well, what's the problem there. I don't know. I mean, I actually once was told that you're not supposed to drink because you would yeah. bleed more readily. But uh, some tattoo artists tell me that that's they're like yeah, get drunk. It's going to make you you know deal with it a whole lot better. <laughs> now, are you attracted to men with tattoos? Um, if they're attractive and interesting tattoos, and if they're attractive and interesting men, I don't, you know, you don't the see it as a come on. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a prerequisite. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's fun. Right. You know, uh-huh. it's it's just another aspect of a person that you know. Matt, Jackie, have you guys considered? I have considered. Yeah, I, you know, the the question keeps coming up is if I go into like academia or I want to want to get a job, is that going to be a problem? Right. I mean, I can get it somewhere where it's not seen, but yeah, yeah. then what's the what's the point of getting a tattoo yeah, if I can never figured, see it? You know? Yeah, you know, so. I mean, you could wear one of those T-shirts. And I also wonder if it's going to become more accepted as as time goes by. Oh, I mean, I think it's already is. certainly there a little bit. Yeah. But, oh yeah. But you know, in in kind of the geeky world of science, I don't think it is yet. So yeah. I kind of still shy away from it. Um. Well. I'm Jewish, and if I want to get buried in a Jewish cemetery, I can't have any body art or piercings. Really? Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's also in Islam, it's the same way. Although there's a lot of, like, the Berber women get fit tattoos and stuff, so it just really depends on... But that's, yeah, it's the same. Of course, I'm going to get cremated, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, is I was just reading on the back page of the Daily, um, which I have a column for that's coming out tomorrow, that um, mm-hmm. if you... They have these new tattoos that only last three to five years, right. mm-hmm. and I'm wondering... I need to consult a rabbi on that, because I'm wondering if I can get that as a way to well, express myself. Well, if you myself. die within that three to five years, then you're <laughs> going to live in a bubble right? for the next <laughs> three years. <laughs> <laughs> I love these loopholes. These gray, like, I want to push the line. You're pretty yeah. young, though. I don't think you have to worry about, about that, but your article covers all kinds of um, piercings, correct? You talk about different kinds of... Well, actually, I have I have written articles on piercings, um, as well as like various forms of body adorn- adornment, but um, tomorrow's article does not cover that. I did, I did write an article, though, on scarification, which is very different than tattooing, but a lot of people who do it view it as very similar, and that's where... So there's branding, which is different, and that's where you get like a hot iron thing, and yeah. But then there's scarification, which is where the guy has a scalpel, and you just kind of sit there, and he, like, digs. I mean, And that's yeah. actually a, a very ancient form right. of adornment in many cultures. Like, for instance, where people have very dark skins, New Guinea and Africa, and the tattoo ink won't show up. They scarify and then leave raised welts by rubbing ashes or something into it and make a pattern. So right. it's actually tactile. Wow. Ooh. Ooh, ah. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye on that. 
on that touchy note. It was good to have all of you on the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. For the record, the opinions you hear on What Would Your Mother Say do not represent those of KZSU or Stanford University. They're not intended to be a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. Today's show was put together with help from Mark Lawrence and Sarah Buer. Kyle Wolf has been our engineer and the executive producer. Let us know what you thought of tonight's program or sign up to be on the panel by going to our website, What Would Your Mother Say? That's it for tonight. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. And remember, call your mom. I'm Susan Morris.